there is always a discussion going on. Uh, sometimes some crazy ideas are popping out, and we're like, no, um, wait, that may be crazy. But um, yeah, th there is a real communication going on, and the bubbling creativity, which has enabled us basically to build um, the brand that underpinned it. Hello and welcome to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal hosted by Blue Drop Studio co-founder Anna Rowinska and myself, Omar Juman. This podcast has one vision, and that is to educate, inform and inspire others who are trying to build their tech brand. Tune in and listen to us chat ideation, marketing, scaling and everything in between with up and coming entrepreneurs, stakeholders and investors in tech startups across the world. We'll be diving into the details and also hearing about the journey. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. In this episode, we're speaking with Julia, head of design at Underpinned. Underpinned is a platform designed specifically for freelancers to ease the burden of the organizational aspects of self-employment. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Spaceship Podcast. Uh, this week we are joined by Julia from Underpinned. Um, she's head of design over there. So lovely to have you on the show, Julia. Always refreshing to talk about things from a creative point of view. Um, tell us a little bit about you know your background and uh, what you guys are doing over at Underpinned. Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, guys. Um, of course. It's an honor. Um, so I... So I'm head of design at Underpinned. I um, started, so came to London to study graphic and media design at um, the London College of Communication. And there, what I found really interesting was um, the experimentation of analog and digital sort of like techniques. So for instance, um, to understand, like to really understand typography, I would go like and train with letterpress. So you would understand everything like about type and stuff, which is really cool. Um, and then when I left university, while I was at university, I started, um, I was really into music, to, uh, electronic music and started a record label there. So that was my first experience with like brand um, mm. building, which was really cool. Um, and then as a consequence of my, I guess, passion for music and, and graphic design, I, jo I joined a company called Mama and Company, which uh, a few years ago got bought out by Live Nation, which wow. is um, a festival um, festival company, a company which basically um, uh, produce uh, events like music festivals. Mm -hmm. um, and there I was a junior designer helping, um, helping basically develop like campaigns for festivals like Wilderness, um, Lovebox, and what was, or The Great Escape, um, which, are, which was really, really interesting because every year you have to keep like the, the core soul of like each of these brands but you have to give them a new look and a new breath so it's it was kind of like challenging to not start over from anything everything but just you know but at the same time like create something new and inspiring that people will, will get like a attracted to um, so I did that for two and a half years and then I, I decided to go freelance because I'm also a, a, an artist on the side I make collages and I just wanted to you know see if I I could do something about like with my art and um, so I during that year like I, I had an exhibition in Paris in London in Mexico City nice. and then 
yeah, it was really, really nice. But then at some point I realized that I was sort of like running out of money and of tactics and, and, and at university I didn't learn anything about like, you know, freelancing in general or like, you know, how to do your admins. And so I started looking for a job and it was a sort of like coincidence because I saw this announced from Albert and Jack or my my now my bosses and um they were looking for a head of design like graphic designer for this company which i didn't really know much about and then we got introduced and i had my interview and so the company underpin who i'm 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 head of design for right now is basically a company which helps freelancers better navigate their career through um thanks to like um end-to-end management tool um and a strong like community um support so yeah that's that's what we do and that was that was so that was really good to like coming from a freelance background and being a bit lost coming into this company and which is tech company which i wasn't really used to and yeah just like discover how i could help build this like brand to help other freelancers like me yeah absolutely and i think it's such a it's such a cool thing you know we've spoken to a bunch of startups over the course of the podcast and um one place that we really get to see like a real good fit in terms of hiring staff into your startup is is actually hiring people who have experienced those problems uh, that your product or, or i guess brand solves you know um and that's where you really get this like amazing alignment of of goals and of vision so it's it's a really cool thing that i guess you were you were sort of there as a uh, part of the user uh base potential user base at this point i would imagine um and then like actually being able to translate that and add so much value to the product um i think that's a, a really cool thing uh to see happening all across the board so We've spoken before and you've mentioned, you know, you were one of the first or, you know, beginning members of the team as it was starting to, to build and really grow. So wh- exactly when did you join the team after the company was founded and started o- operating? Um, so the company was founded on um, August 2018 and I joined um, on September 2018. So it was pretty much straight after um, Jack and Albert uh, founded the company. And I was um, at this stage fourth or fifth um, wow. employee hired. So, and most of the, the, the other employees are also come, also come from a freelance background. So, as you were saying earlier, um, we all have a really good understanding of like what the problematics are in that within that um, that field. So, um, yeah, I think this is one of like the key strengths of our brand is that we re- we do have an understanding of like the the, the problematic we're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I th- yeah, I th- I think it's incredible. Um, you know that one of their first hires was essentially a head of design, um, and I think that it, it it certainly it speaks volumes through the product that's been created. Is is actually you can see that you know this is a really well designed product, and this has obviously been taken into account from almost day one. You know, and that's almost like a, a luxury um, that a lot of startups, I guess, don't maybe they don't consider it important enough at the beginning to straight up just hire a head of design. Maybe they, you know, they work with an external team or, or freelancers up until a certain point. So I think that's a really cool thing. Um, 
and I definitely think it, it sort of shines through in terms of the product and, and everything around that, all the way from the branding to the creative content to the UX. You know, it, it all looks really good, which is really nice to see. Um, I, yeah, I think it's 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 super important in tech now um, to have that that UX really smooth, really seamless. Yeah, and also I think it's quite important to def like one of the key aspect and one of the if that could be an advice I could give like you want to differentiate yourself from from the rest of your competitors and we are on a saturated market right so yeah. I think daring to be original and to have a brand which is like you know not not doesn't look like the rest of the things that you see is 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 really important and I I I Albert and Jack both have like a, quite a intricate relationship with art in general. And so I think I remember when they first gave me like the first very brief of like what they would see <laughs> Underpin to be, it was like connected to like some pop art like notions and stuff. And so I was like, oh, okay. So you definitely, you know, you, you, you see art being playing like an important role into the way you look and uh, being an artist as well like it, it, def it definitely spoke to me you know and i mm. definitely felt that underpin could be or is a white canvas and i'm there to just like you know express how i see it like, incredible yeah. that that's really exciting actually um especially from that creative point of view that must be such a nice thing to just see that blank canvas and then have you know the opportunity to just put on there as as you see fit you know that's really really cool it so, has its downfall as well which yeah. i was thinking <laughs> about later on but yeah it's uh it's definitely really really interesting cool um so you joined really really early then um and being one of you know the first um people to sort of jump on the team uh, i can't imagine there was very much definition uh, between the departments, you know, that, that you guys really had full, fully built out teams. So how did that look like when you first joined? Was it a couple of co-founders when you're num number five, then let's say, was it the two co-founders and then two people? Um, I'm not sure what their roles would have been. And then you, or, you know, was it a bunch of external partners as well that they brought in to help maybe develop the product, et cetera? How did that so look like? That was um, Albert, CEO and co-founder, mm -hmm. Jack, co-founder and creative director, Lea, our head of our head of marketing, um, Louis, our head of product, and me, head of design. And mm -hmm. then came along Charles, our CTO. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was that was the way the the order. And then we we were like the fifth or the the five or six of us, like for about maybe eight months or mm -hmm. seven months, something like this, I think, um, in a really tiny office in, yeah, in WeWork. Yeah. On top yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, that's really cool. So, all right, then moving on. So in terms of team, then what does your team look like now? So we uh, grew quite a bit. I mean, mm -hmm. we're now 11, um, so still quite small, but, you know, absolutely. Um, so our the tech team is now uh, as now two new members of uh, they joined quite a long time ago quite a long like last year, uh, Sophie and Sarah, 
who are uh, front-end developers. Then we have uh, Rosie, who is our brand um, marketing associate, who mm -hmm. works closely with Leah, our head of design, and also who works with me. And of course, we have Emily, um, who is our head of community, who plays such an important role, but like anyone else. But um, yeah, because we have such a connection with our community and our community is so important, like it plays such a big part of our offer. Um, so yeah, Emily, she, she, she's amazing. And um, we also have Patrick, who is our head of videography, because I don't know if you noticed, but we are, um, yeah, we love making videos. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> incredible um, content. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Cool. So um, the question that I, I'm really burning to ask is, so when you when you joined and, you know, having that very strong foot in the door of, of the design in a startup is incredible. So um, did you guys create the visual identity um, in-house or did you work with uh, someone to help you with brand positioning or anything like that initially? No, no, that was all in-house. That was all like very like genuine and spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of our key strengths um, at Earnedpin is that we are all quite creative mm -hmm. and we there is always a discussion going on. Uh, sometimes some crazy ideas are popping up and we're like, no, um, wait, that may be <laughs> crazy. But um, yeah, th there is a real communication going on and the bubbling creativity, which has enabled us basically to build um, the brand that underpinned is. And like I was saying earlier, there is loads of, um, we've been built, because Underpin is such like a reactive brand, like, as soon as we started, we almost launched straight away our magazine, which was like mm. the first piece of what Underpinned was. And we went like a bit crazy with, I went a bit crazy with all the designs and stuff. And then after a <laughs> while, like after testing, you end up like, you know, testing the magazine with like your audience and, and you realize that some things don't work, so you need to change them. So it's been like a constant testing, amending, testing, amending, testing, amending. But we, we've built everything in house and we were creating assets, like more and more assets. But at some point, like Jack, our creative director was like, and Leah were like, look, it's amazing, but you need to slow down. We need to, <laughs> we need to regather. We need to get rid of some stuff because we are going out brand and, and people want to, we don't understand who we are anymore. And, you know, so there, there has been loads of like rethinking and, and slowing down just to really establish who we were. And then we finally <laughs> designed like the brand guidelines, which mm -hmm. are not set in stone, but they are a really good reminder of, the things that you are allowed to do and the things that you're not allowed to do. And one of the things that I think some like a, a head of design or creative director should do is like after six months, maybe within the company, you should start building those guidelines just like, you know, to give you some, some set of rules mm -hmm. which you have to respect because otherwise you can go mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, uh, I think guidelines, they, they can be a bit restrictive at times, but it's so important to have like the basics down on paper because, uh, yeah, you can get too creative sometimes, right? And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to sell, sell too far. But um, so in terms of the magazine that you guys are running and by the sounds of it, it started very early. So um, how does that look like? What are the building blocks of the content for the magazine? Is it only digital or do you guys do events under that as well? You know, how does that look like? So 
it's only digital um and we so the, the we launched the magazine so at the very beginning because we wanted to be and we we were and we still are one of the only magazine only dedicated to the freelance lifestyle in general and we used to have way more categories but then mm -hmm. at some point you realize that you have because we are building the product on the side as well like we we can't be everywhere we can't do everything so slowly but surely we started narrowing down our content to like what is essential to like the freelance life in general so like your career news um some bits of uh, on culture as well um and in terms of events so we haven't really done any event around the magazine under the magazine but um prior to covid we so we used to organize loads of workshops um within our office space in back in east london um and i guess this is where we would advertise as well like you know what we do our magazine mm -hmm. yeah great um so that's that's a lot of content uh creation isn't it it's it's so much to tackle so in terms of that how do you guys handle it right now what's the structure of the creative team you mentioned you've got a video person right yes exactly so um for the content we it's basically so it's it's split in like um several categories i'd say because we have the content so first we have the content that we put on the virtual office because not too long ago like i think a month ago three weeks ago we released the job board um on our virtual office so uh jack our creative director and uh rosie who is the the brand associate they look for like jobs to post on the job boards every week so it's like really well curated the, that's the first bit of content that we put out there then we have um the social media which um is ruled by lea head of marketing and um and rosie uh who basically meet up every week and they and they plan um their their instagram feed and they see what um problematics they're gonna they're gonna touch um they're going to talk about like uh, every single week um and then we have like video shows that are being released every single week made by patrick so day in the life which is going to be a little sh a video show which is going to be featuring each week a different freelancers who, mm -hmm. a different freelancer is going to talk about like a, his lifestyle his career like the struggle in within the freelance um, life and then thirsty thursdays our very <laughs> own favorite uh where jack is going to be talking about like a the partnerships that are going on during the week, like the content going on there on the magazine. Um, and also it's a good time for Albert every week to give an update on the tech. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, but since the beginning of COVID, like there has been sort of like for everything, like social media, like our Instagram friend, our Instagram mainly has been really the, the a good occasion for us to reshuffle the way we present ourselves to become like really a resource for freelancers um because we realize that when people are starting out as freelancer like they are looking for like you know how they are looking for answers to their question and so we really really want to introduce ourselves as like an infrastructure the best infrastructure for freelancers so every post that we're going to be putting on on um, Instagram is going to be like something that is going to be somehow useful for you to to run your career. So, um, yeah, I think 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's that, that's super interesting, um, especially to see how you guys are sort of developing now into this um, holistic resource for freelancers across the board. That's a that's an incredibly um, valuable, I think, pivot or change within you know the direction um, from originally just being like this product that helps assist freelancers. It's taking it that step further with the content game and actually just becoming genuinely a resource. Um, so I think that's a really, really cool thing uh, that you guys are, are developing. Um, so just taking a step back then, of course, we've, we've sort of established that you joined um, very, very early on. Um, and, you know, you came on as head of, head of design and you've been helping, I guess, develop a variety um, of creative content of branding of xyz uh, being rolled out from the visual perspective um in the business so what have been some of the of course there are there are lots of pros that come along with that um but also with that responsibility i imagine there's a ton of challenges um that come along with that so what are some of those challenges could you tell us a bit about that so um I think the challenges are that you need to you need to first of all be extremely organized in the way you're going to be so that's for anything I guess but you need to be extremely organized and you need to be on point with communication from day one because the thing is that within a startup um, things are changing so fast. You have mm. no idea that sometimes you're not going to be put on the loop, not because people don't want you to be in the loop, but just because things go so fast that there is no time for it. So um, what, what uh, something that maybe I have a challenge a bit, I, I was challenged by is just like making sure that I'm always in the conversation and, you know, like, always like chasing 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 just just to make sure that i'm not missing out on anything because yeah if you if you you know like uh, something has been like an asset is asked for you to be made and then suddenly there are like ton of other things which are being made and then you forget about it and then so yeah it's it's just be well organized and now we have a system in place which i think works really well um which is notion so we have like notion boards where mm -hmm. we have like you know marketing design uh, product and and then it's really good because we tag each other on everything and so it really helps us to keep track of like all our um weekly sort of like um du uh, duties and, and and tasks um and one of the challenges as well like i was saying is just making sure that you work within like a framework which it's not about you when you are when you are like a, a when you come from like your freelance background or you're an artist like you are a bit like oh i can do whatever i want however this is not the case because you're working for a company right you're working for a, a brand and you have to stay within that brand you can't go too crazy like of course you can be creative but you can't you can't go too 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 far you have to to stay within the limits um because in the end, like you're, you're, you're still need to sell to everyone, and your point of view and your taste is not everyone else's. So you're not making, you're not designing for yourself. You are designing for the broader public. So it's important to keep this in mind. Um, and this is something that I've definitely learned throughout. Yeah, the years. absolutely. I think there's there's definitely um, 
there's a certainly a, a huge jump between and even from the smallest of things such as like file management point of view um from you know freelancing and working on freelance projects to then actually fitting into the whole process of a company of a tech startup that as you said is moving so rapidly um and and i think having the ability especially from the creative point of view to start um i guess documenting that process and developing that process so it can be easily communicated to the other members of the team you know so people don't get left out of the loop or say for example the correct stakeholders have the right level of input um, and even down to understanding how they input into, you know, the creative campaigns that you guys might be um, putting out, such as, you know, the social media stuff or the magazine stuff, you know, that is like, that's such a big thing that we've experienced um, jumping in and being involved in sort of a, a very fast paced, rapidly moving and, and growing and scaling uh, tech startup, you know, it's just like starting at the basics with those processes and figuring out how to actually you know, put together a brief, not only with yourself just involved, but with like three or four other stakeholders involved and then being able to repeat that process and saving the files in the right place and all of that type of stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's really interesting what you just said because so not too long ago, we had our first um um, Albert put in place this sort of like one-to-one -one review to see where like basically um, strengths and areas of development. Um, and so one of the things that came up like within for, for me is that basically people are going to ask you to create things without like you said like a defined brief and so what we came up with is like the idea in which is something a system that they have put in place into the into the tech department is to whenever you start a project is to have a so as they call it a source of truth so it's something that you will always refer to and you know like like the brand guidelines basically something that you can always refer to and so you know that no one is wrong no one is right only the source of truth will be the, <laughs> like you know the, the only thing that you have to refer to and then that's it so also when you when you because because you work on a really fast pace like when you have to to prove your work all the time like it's really good to like refer to this before sending a document out because yeah otherwise some problems may happen and you know it's, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely fully agree um definitely on board with that so that's that's really really interesting and i think you know we could talk a little bit about um sort of roadmap and, and what's on the, the scope for the, the future in terms of underpinned and not necessarily just from product development and what features you guys or markets you're, you're pushing into, um, but in terms of the creative team and how you plan to develop that out in terms of or, or matching that with the scale that the company is trying to achieve or the growth that the company is trying to achieve. So, um, you know, for, for the creative department, let's start there. Like what's the, what's the roadmap look like? Will you guys be growing over the next um, couple of quarters or, or years, or do you plan to just essentially keep it lean, um, keep the size quite small and, and try and work with uh, scalable campaigns or I guess channels to actually put that creative work to use? So I think we are, definitely planning on growing the team um i 
don't think that I would be able in the future to handle all the work the more the company broke. I won't be able to handle all the work together. And thank God Rosie is here already because she has done such an amazing job with like taking care of of the 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 social media. Like what you see on social media is basically her um owning the brand and just like you know putting out all these beautiful assets so thank you rosie for your help <laughs> um but yeah no it's uh it's uh we're definitely planning on growing especially that so right now um i'm going to be focusing on the next three months to really learn a better like motion graphic skills because um it's definitely really really important that we move our our static content let's say to like more video content because organically it performs much better so um and also it's it's way more entertaining and attractive you know so i'm going to be working on that and we are growing quite fast we have more and more like a very exciting partnerships like we just released um started last released last week our first um this week sorry our partnership with UAL uh, where we are showcasing wow. the work of like uh, the uh, graduates of the London College of Fashion and so for each of these partnership or oh, we have another partnership with Twine which is a, a hiring platform for freelancers so all this really exciting partnership we will have more and more in the future and every time we need to create like a new sort of like campaign DNA for this but at some point like you only have the time that you have and you know the hands that you have and you can't like so we will definitely need someone to to i will need to work with someone to help me with all, all that workload um definitely mm -hmm. yeah. um yeah and i mean i'm sure that uh, the team the, the tech team as well will need more and more people to help them build uh, this um wonderful product that is underpinned yeah absolutely and in terms of sort of looking at it now from more of a, a product point of view and um the direction that underpinned is is moving in so what does the next like six 12 months look like for you guys are you gonna um sort of stay where you are at the moment and try to scale up what underpinned currently looks like or will you be creating and developing new features new products to then roll out um, so in the next six months, we so by the end of the summer we're going to release our um, project management um, tool because for now we we have like a portfolio invoices, note tasks, but like the, the portfolio the um, project management is going to be quite a big a big wow. feature, yeah. a big one. That's um, a lot of work. <laughs> that's a lot of work. Um, we've just like re re um, designed the whole UX of the the app and like redesigned the whole network and stuff. So it's really cool. And hopefully in the next six months, so we will have the client side portal of the app, which is going to be completely developed. So there, the client side portal is basically for companies um, or studios who are working with teams of freelancers. It's going to enable them to look for freelancer, the right freelancers um, for their project, but also to manage and organize the workflow of these freelancers and pay more easily those freelancers as well. Um, we are also releasing next week um, a app called PayUp, which is basically an app facilitating a payment. Um, it, it's contactless payment, uh, which is really, really cool, which is sort of like an extension of what we already sort of do on our um, on our software with our invoicing system where you can literally through our invoicing system get paid by your client in less than 30 seconds, which I experienced again yesterday with uh, one of my clients. It's 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 brilliant. Um, 
and yeah, and like I said, in terms of design, it's like really focusing on amplifying the voice of Underpin thanks to motion graphics um, in general. Um, so yeah. Cool. So, and uh, there's a couple of um, other things I want to touch on, sort of before we we wrap up. So, of course, you know, you're you're ahead of design. You're in the creative field um, within sort of the startup world. So, you know, we've got a, a couple of different um, types of profiles that listen, or, or sections of audience that listen to the podcast. So, for those who are looking to start up their I guess their, their their brand actually take this from you know just being a concept in their head to actually turning this into a real thing, or maybe um, it's someone who's already halfway down that journey. Uh, they've already got a company that's that's up and running. Um, you know, where do you think um, is the best place to start that conversation of I need to now hire? ahead of design or I need to now hire a creative director or, or, or someone within that creative field to help improve the aesthetics, the visual direction, um, things like the identity for, for the brand? Well, I think, first of all, it depends how important um the, the vid like the visual communication visual identity is to you like mm -hmm. if you're if you're if this is something that matters to you then i think having someone within your team and hiring someone from the early stage or you know when when you when you move away from like a um um from a um mvp to like something which is bigger like it's i think it's important that you get someone on board who you have like who you can have a, a, an honest and genuine conversation with about like what is your vision and having someone on board who can translate this vision of yours into like visuals is, is really important because in the end like the visual identity and all the content that you put out there the way it's presented and the way it stands out is what is going to give you like more visibility and therefore a bigger audience so um, I think it's I would advise anyone to really hire like a creative director on board like as soon as they have everything sort of like a strong idea put it found their idea put in place and maybe like you know um first look of the product but yeah as soon as I think it's important to have someone on board definitely yeah and constantly so a huge thank you to Underpin for speaking to us. You can find them online at underpinned.co or follow them on Instagram at underscore underpinned. You're listening to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal by Blue Drop Studio, a digital marketing and creative content agency based in London, UK. We're on a mission to grow the tech brands of tomorrow with creative content and social media advertising. Check us out on LinkedIn and bluedropstudio.com or hit us up on social at HeyBlueDrop on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Your hosts are at Anna Rowinska and at Omar K. Juman. If you want to talk about digital marketing for your brand, drop us a line at hello at bluedropstudio.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.